The following is a North Carolina Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Who are your military and veterans? When I talk to lay people, when they think of military and veterans, they think of um, maybe VFW. They think of an army base or an air base or whatever. But I'm here to tell you, they're everywhere. They're in my. They're on my block. I can't tell you how many stickers I see on vehicles, how many hats I see on. Women don't wear hats that much, do they? But the men like to wear the hats. So I go out and try to meet them every chance I get. But military and veterans are all around us. Um, Some of our special forces, guard guys on the range down below. Um, Anyway. I want to go through these slides rather quickly, and then I want us to have a conversation, because I think it's the networking, it's the passion, it, it's, it's, it's what God's put in your heart about how to reach military and veterans. But if you, if you don't know about this resource, Google Blue Star Families. Blue Star Families is funded, or part of their funding for their research comes from IVMF, um, IVMF is a, it's grown into a huge um, base of research operations out of Syracuse University that started with a, with, a, with a decent scholarship or funding. Now they get funding from several major corporations. They're DOD vetted. Um, so they have some really good products that come out of there. But Blue Ribbon, um, did I say Blue Ribbon? Blue Star Families. This is a, a snapshot of their survey of last year. Their survey from this year will come out, I think, January of 2020. But if, if, if churches, leaders want to know what are military families interested in, I don't know how well you can see this, but they list the top five issues. The red category is military spouses. The blue category is service members. And the gray category on the end is veterans. And if you'll see, there's a lot of overlap, but the issues are a little bit different. So if we're trying to put our pulse on the community and want to know how can I reach, how can I connect with these men and women, then here's what you want to know. On the military spouse side at the top, 51% say their top issue is amount of time away from family. Okay? So we've got to read between the lines here and make some notes because we're trying to gauge what, what are they thinking, what are their needs. The second level is military spouse employment. This is a big issue, and as much as they move around two to three years from base to base, then the spouse has to get reemployed, right? Dependent children's education. They're worried about their kids' education. Continuity, level of... Um, or. Um, the caliber of education. The fourth is impact of deployment on children. And then the last is military bay and benefits. Uh, military spouses, I mean, they're getting the check. They know it's coming. So that's probably why it's last on the list. If you'll go to the service member, his or her main issue is amount of time away from family, the same. Then the second one is military family quality of life. Hmm, Interesting. Third is impact of deployment on children, dependent children's education, and then military pay and benefits. For the veteran, 
You know, we're kind of, uh, hopefully about four years I'll be in that category. We've kind of been unenlisted. Now we're over here, we're kind of in, but really out. Military pay and benefits are the top concern. Okay, you're out. Who's going to help you? Veteran employment. Amount of time away from family, PTSD, TBI, impact of deployment on children. Now, if a church comes to me and says, Tommy, we just have a hard time wondering what military families are struggling with. I said, boom, well, here's, here's something really good. Go work on this for a couple of months and tell me what you come up with because there's a lot of, there's a lot that can come out of that slide. And sorry the slide's tilted, but just the way it works with the screen. <clears throat> the, the top three takeaways that I see in their needs are financial readiness, military spouse, caregivers, and children. So if in our community we're trying to reach and or just take care of these military, then these three are to be at the top of our radar. Financial readiness, how can we help? So 62% experience stress due to current financial situation. How can we help relieve that stress? I really believe that if we, we go and we minister people with the gospel, Instead of slapping a scripture verse down and saying, hey, let's pray about this, I really believe we ought to try to walk in their shoes as we're giving them the gospel. 37% feel insecure about financial future. And 52% have spouse on or under employment. So that's some real stuff. And that's probably no different from the rest of America, to be honest. Caregivers. 78% need child care. You know, I'm a big advocate of churches. You you can have a viable outreach to military and veteran families anywhere in this state because we have have that population all over the state. Charlotte, I mean, 80,000 veterans, I think that number's really low. But if you want to do something really quick, raise up a stellar child care facility. You can start with five. I know a church that did it. Anyway, moving on. Military children. 72% of families cannot obtain reliable child care. 28% lived apart from their service member due to children's education during military service. Most of the staff members I know that work at a joint force headquarters for the North Carolina Guard, they live in Raleigh during the week and go home on the weekends. What kind of life is that? It's tough. Here's something you really need to know. Civil-military divide. What does that mean? 18% of military feel that the general public understands their sacrifices. Only 18%. 19% feel the general public is aware of challenges. That's pretty low. 96% of military want to work with their neighbors to improve their community. And you see them out doing that. Not just on post, but in... So, community service, community activism, whatever you want to call it. Community connectedness and belonging. 48% feel they don't belong in local civilian community. 43% feel they don't belong in the military community. The number one (coughs) problem in the world, you know what it is? Number one problem in the world, isolation, loneliness. No different here in this group. So sense of belonging, how to get them to transition. 
how can you serve them? So I want to I want to jump from here right quick. I want to show you. So we're talking about God's great work among military and veterans. And, and some churches even ask me, Tommy, is that even a viable ministry? I mean, is there really work to be done? Last year, Nam did a piece on this chaplain at Fort Leonard Wood. This guy has led over, at the time this article was written, almost 1,200 soldiers to Christ in this one base. I'm going to skip over that. Fort Jackson. This chaplain has baptized over a thousand soldiers in the last um, two years. Time span may be a little shorter than that. Is there some kind of a spiritual renewal going on? Or is it that people have always needed Christ and we just need there to present Christ, you tell me. I know when uh, when I went into the military in 1964, you really shouldn't have heard of a pastor or a chaplain even speak to anybody about being in church or anything else. Well, I'd say that yeah, I kind of believe that's true. Present day, um, even um, you know our denomination is looking at military church planting. Um, so who knows Brian O'Day? Anybody know? He's down in Jacksonville. It's with Pillar, him and Jonathan Davis, I believe. Um, they couldn't be here um, this week, but um, they started. They're they're doing ministry to. He was a Marine. He still is Marine um, Reserves. So ministering to families. So, but you don't, you don't have to plant a church. You don't really even have to start a ministry. I believe as soon as you start to program something, automatically, it just, the, the, something about it just kind of goes out the window. But what if we were to do something spontaneous? What if we were to do something based on our passion and our calling that mirrors what we do in everyday life? So I want to bring this other slide back up right quick. So these are some things <clears throat> that I've helped some leaders and churches with. Uh, me and my wife, so we teach, uh, we teach at a camp for military families. It's called Eagle Rock Camp. Somebody help me with the time. Um, our camp is a mobile camp. We go and sit on a facility. We usually use um, Camp Harrison up in the North Carolina mountains. It's a YMCA camp. But we take our curriculum, our staff, and everything, and we go and we just inhabit um, that camp for a week, and we bring military couples and their kids in for that week for free. And we teach them um, marriage enrichment, parenting skills. We live with them for that week, and it's, it's the most awesome thing. Here are three areas that you can really laser in on because <clears throat> given the data we just went over, these are three areas you can bank on. There is a real need with our military and veterans. I don't care if it's the ones serving right now um, or the ones who've been out for 20 years. <clears throat> if your church or you know of a counseling agency in your town 
that will do service counseling services um, for these veterans. And, and really, it would be great if, if it was a service who had a, a, a veteran counselor on staff, but somebody they can go to that knows how to talk to them. We have one in Mesa. Uh, Captain Bill Appleton does it. That's good. Um, a lot of churches have kind of subbed out their counseling, and I get it because pastors are so overburdened, and, and that's fine as long as we have that link. Um, date night is huge. We teach that as a practical application. Uh, me and my wife, when we teach um, veteran couples, um, it really changes. It changes a lot when you spend two to three hours once a week, if you can make it once a week with your, with your spouse, your partner, without talking about work, without talking about the kids, <laughs> without talking about military, it kind of forces you, hey, what are we going to talk about? Um, daycare, employment opportunities, financial workshop, handyman services, especially when uh, spouses are deployed. So anything to do with the home, personal relationships, family relationships, and finances, they kind of want to open up to you guys. Let's hear what you're doing. Um, so we, we know there's a need out there. What I'm really not seeing is I don't think we're going to ever see a strategic, what I call an overview, a focus on this type of ministry. I think it's going to be pocketed based on your strengths and talents and giftedness in your communities because people are different. And where we live, our needs are a little bit different. So I'd like to hear what you guys are doing or wanting to do. While I was deployed in the 09-10 deployment, um, one thing my church did was care packages to, to file thousand. And it could just be a Christmas time care package. That was pretty huge. Yeah. And I was trying to get home to tell them, smaller, smaller packages. Because it's, it's one thing to get the 40-pound box for Christmas, but most soldiers would just be delighted with, like, every three months or so, with just handy wipes and beef jerky. Yeah. You know, kind of package. Uh, one other chaplain here. Um, so chaplains, we seem to be the, the care package delivery person or holder of. I had three connexes of... <laughs> I just call them uh, care packages, and we we gave them all out and said, "Hey, just come open the connex and get them." They were just sitting in there, so we ended up giving them over to the Iraqis before we left. Um, but yes, what I would do is personalize that in some way. Right. Um, you that, should know who's deployed at your church. Yeah. So, so um, who's doing a good job at um, recognizing uh, military and veterans in your in your church community? Want to talk about what it looks like. We're working on it. But that's it, it, it's well, good. Gunny chaps, and the reason why I say Gunny is he was in the Marine Corps first, then went to school and went. So he's gunny chaps. Um, he is trying to get us organized. That's one of the reasons why I'm here, so I can get mm-hmm. input. So I can say, hey, have you tried doing this? Can we do this? And he's the one that he can call and get 
you know, through crew military and other things, but I'm yeah. the more the community. I do the, on the community base. And we used to have where we did Veterans Day, we would just get the whole, all the veterans together in the park, but they haven't done it in years. So that's my job okay. to try to get it back and get services back out to them. Don't be afraid to start something small. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid. I just, it's trying to get it, you know, yeah. trying to get all the ducks in a row to make sure that I don't care if it runs smoothly. It can run bad for all I care as long as it starts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, what else? Who else? Recognition? Well, I'm, I'm uh, new. Uh, Aberdeen, I don't know where Aberdeen is. We're right on the doorstep of Bragg's Reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You know, Bragg's okay. huge, so uh, we've got folks that can, you know, just from Aberdeen, 10 minutes, they're at their shop. Uh, yeah, that whole area. That. Yeah. Got a lot of group families who so live over there. Uh, it's the last 10, 15 years in the research I've done. It's just moved. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, when I got there, the church knew the military. They said we got to do something. We got to be intentional. They didn't know what to do. And I think one reason they were interested in me was because of my military involvement. We just brought on a, an associate pastor too, who's ex military, twenty years, special forces, DJ, and he's coming on as a student, young adult guy. So God's brought together some military experience on staff, which I think is going to be very helpful. Um, and, and right now we're, we're, we're just focusing on being the kind of church uh, that military personnel who come into our area who are looking for a church, that they find the right place for right. them. Uh, I know there's a whole other group of military who aren't even looking for a church. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of them. Right. But right now we're trying to focus on, hey, we know that when they show up here, there's going to be some who are looking to engage in a, in a church. Um, and they want to hit the ground running. And, I, and I've, what I've done, I, I've done a lot of talking with uh, folks in the church, uh, veterans, active duty, um, and also getting the lay of understanding this whole special force uh, layer, which is a whole different thing than what I've been exposed to. Um, so right now, what we're finding is uh, the ones that are coming to us, and we're seeing that. We started a brand new Sunday school class this Sunday, and there were probably about a dozen in there who are military, who are just visiting our church, who came to that class because we got the word out, this is for you all, y'all can connect here. We want to provide what anybody wants in a church for their kids, but being aware of those special needs, too. This is the trick. So we got a committee together, Baptist Church, you know, and and so we're we're working on what are the things we need to do. Yeah. Good. So we're good. There. Have you? Sorry. Have you um, done like a Veterans Appreciation Day, or um, we do Community Appreciation Day every November mm-hmm. at the beginning of the the month, the first Saturday, and it's free to anybody, the whole entire town comes, sometimes from out, out the town. Um, we have, we actually have, we kind of booth 
prayer booth, um, which this Gunny Chaps was in charge of that one. Um, so he gave military stuff out, but you can also, he wants to do a Veterans Day one, so that's my job right now, is trying to get that organized. Um, but that might be something, since you have so many, you know, it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, all day, it can be a couple hours. Um, because you're close to a base, we um, had some of our veterans bring in and rents, like, look slides and bouncy houses and they rent them for the day and um yeah just we haven't done anything like that we those are great we try we're trying to just keep a constant awareness mm -hmm. of the military in our midst and uh, give you some examples right now i know three families that are our church one family joined our church he's deployed uh, and then two that are visiting They've got spouses that are deployed. Uh, one just got back. But it's more of just being aware of their situation one-on-one -on -one for folks to step in the gap. Like, wonderful senior adult couple that has connected with the family. His mom's got five kids that was deployed. And they have them over. And, you know, they're like grandparents. Right. And my wife befriended a young lady who's got a year and a half old baby and her husband's been deployed and she's like hey you sit with me and they've connected and go on walks and it's really I think more of getting our people to connect with them relationally what I'm learning is is um, that's what they need and that's what they desire yeah. Yeah. and yeah. and they may not initiate it themselves no. um, but if you're aware of their situation you initiate they, they welcome it yes because they do need it I've had We've babysitting kids. <laughs> Actually, just this past had two little ones. They wore me out. Um, and, um, but the mom needed to go do something else. And we're like, sure, come on over. I know times like holiday, Thanksgiving's coming up. Because the military families in your town, uh, they're often, they don't have any family. They don't have extended family. They're away from them. Holidays can be particularly depressing because they're away from family. Yeah. So you can invite them over and you can yeah. connect them with I think that's a good place where you get your veterans yeah. and retirees involved too, because they get it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's mm -hmm. what they're trying do. to connect them with other retirees. And that's why I was thinking, you know, if you did a, a one day, you know, a couple hour event, then you know who everybody is, because you're going to get some. Even the ones that are non-believers may and become believers, mm -hmm. because they just want a sense of community. Yeah. And no better place and the, mm -hmm. within a church is the best community. Yeah that you can ask. Anybody else? What, what's going on? What's working? What are you thinking about? What are you doing? Up until a couple of years ago, my church, we used to collect coupons because overseas base will still honor out-of-date coupons for certain grocery stores. Mm -hmm. They won't do the fast food ones, but uh, if, if it's a grocery coupon, bases in Germany and whatnot will still honor them. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. My church doesn't really active in veteran ministry at all in a place like Jacksonville, North Carolina, which is kind of usual, but it's a very small church. Our, our association is. Uh, Dr. Capricorn, of course, all of us got the military. But one you guys laid on my heart, there's there's a section of the military. And I spent a lot of time on the base, at the gyms and all that, and have the opportunity to witness the young Marines. Uh, but one demographic that everybody forgets about is the 
elderly retired and spouses. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there is a tremendous ministry, at least God is on that, uh, especially on the spouse side. So I was at a <clears throat> state VFW meeting last month in Raleigh. And I, I, I watched the, the the auxiliary, the ladies. Man, they had they had their stuff going, and I was like, and most of them are widows. And I'm like, I like that because it keeps them, it keeps them almost in the system. It keeps them with that mission in front because they put all that time in too. You know, some of them were service members, but a lot of them were spouses. But how the church, we should be able to do a better job than the VFW. Mm-hmm. Good place for senior centers, actually. Uh, County has, has some really good senior citizens. I do one in Jones sorry. County. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you go to those, and that's where you run into a lot of, a lot of uh, military spouses, especially. You seem to be more ladies than senior services than anything else. Tying in with um, family support. We'll probably solve a lot of those handyman problems. If the family support knows they've got a church to lean on for mowing the lawn or fixing a, a gutter, something like that. You talking about churches connecting with family support? Yeah. So up here, um, <clears throat> the one in the, the third from the left. I probably can't see those icons very well, but adopt a chaplain. In North Carolina, the, the National Guard, we, we've got a program where we actually allow churches to sign a contract. We used to call it Adopt an Armory, but everybody, the, the lead person at the armory is always is too busy to carry on these projects. So we like to do it through the chaplains for continuity. But you can, uh, you can go through me or contact the state chaplain with the North Carolina <laughs> National Guard and ask about the adopt a chaplain program, and what that looks like is what they'll do is say if your if your church is near an armory and you want to do some ministry there, you want to help, you want to do Christmas party or whatever, then we would get you connected to a chaplain, and then that would be your liaison, and together y'all could do the ministry. Um, I highly recommend it. Almost nobody's taking advantage of it. There's a, a few churches. Um, but that, that is a way, and that's just through the guard. I don't even know um, if the reserves have a similar program or not. Um, so, from church planting, community Bible study, <clears throat> I do. Um, I recommend Reboot. Um, has anybody heard of Reboot Recovery? So, Reboot, they've got the the combat recovery, and then that now they've got first responders. But basically. If I can say it, it's it's a, it's Bible study in a box, but it makes it real easy because when you put a team together, this is a twelve week program, so it's it's no small feat. Um, myself, so um, my story is I've always had a hard time as a as a moving military chaplain. I've had a hard time with continuity in our church and getting the church to carry on something. 
So what I've decided to do is <clears throat> I'm connecting with other veteran, um, other veteran leaders in my area, and we're going to do a, an area-wide reboot Bible study. <clears throat> and we're going, to, um, we're going to do this March or April. What we're going to do is we're going to put it out there, and we're going to market it as for couples. And it's going to be more of we're going to focus more on marriages, how to help them, and to really... Um, get intimate with them and, and their, um, their, their family, and then we can refer them to different churches. But it's a 12-week program. Um, some have said, oh, the content is not that biblical. or uh, It's all <coughs> biblical. It's just not seminary. We don't need to take people through t- seminary in 12 weeks. But it is a great program. They do have a first responder side, so you can minister to police, firefighters, EMS. Um, Community service partnerships. Partner with a nonprofit organization in your community that helps veterans. That's a great way to get your foot in the door. I'm really not a VFW guy, but I'm probably going to join. Um, I, just, I just don't like to go and sit at meetings, but I feel like I need to be plugged in and a part of the one in my community. Um, by the way, there's a guy that I know in Jacksonville. This is real easy ministry. He... Um, Long story short, he, he, he used to cut hair for a living. And what he does, he used to do once a month, he would go set up shop somewhere and get on social media and let everybody know where he's at, and then veterans come and line up to get a free haircut. And then that was his way to witness to them. So even things you think are that simple, probably the, the best way to connect with somebody. Um, support a veteran service-based organization. Um, just mention that. And then educational seminars. Seminars on finance, like a financial piece or something. If you've got a CPA, CPA in your church, get them in front. It, don't make it big. Make it three couples to start with. Help them walk them through that. What we're trying to do is build a relationship. Um, I want to tell you this story about... Um, Calvary Baptist in Winston-Salem. I worked with them quite a bit. But their military ministry started out of a need. Nobody came up one day and said, oh, let's just have military ministry. Back in, I think, 2004, 3-4, when um, our unit started getting deployed and started getting highly involved in the Gulf Wars, um, Parents started calling the church. Um, my kid's getting deployed. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to prepare. So out of their counseling ministry, the military ministry was birthed. The first thing they did was say, well, we're going to have you keep in touch. In fact, the whole church is going to keep in touch. We're going to do cards. So they got a, um, a team together that did handwritten cards. Then before you know it, well, we're going to have a, a breakfast. The last breakfast I went to there probably had five, 600 people veterans and you know family so they do whatever there is a need for that team comes up with you know the solution and their team now is probably a couple hundred people in military ministry but that's how it got started out of the need and i think that's probably the real way to look at it don't think about what program can i put up to attract people but look at a need that needs to be met and then go in, figure out where the Lord wants you working. And 
you know, God's great work among military and veterans, I think it's still waiting to happen in our backyards. Can I ask you a question about the reboot yes, sir. material? You say that's specifically military first responders. Uh, what was, other than being a Bible study, how, how is it, does it target like moral injury? Um, it, it opens the door for that. So, so okay, so it was created by... Um, a soldier's wife. She was actually a, a clinical counselor. Um, one of her, Fort Campbell. So it's become a full-blown ministry. For, I mean, it's huge now. Um, so it, 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 it started exactly for that. Um, soldiers that were dealing with PTSD, how do I still serve God kind of thing. So they come up with this Bible study, and it's, it's created so that you have... They want you to have at least three people in your team before you can start a Bible study or a chapter. Um, right now, they just they just opened it up. It, it was rather expensive, but now you can you can do a Bible study in one location for a year. <clears throat> they license it. I think it's six or seven hundred bucks per location, so you can do multiple Bible studies out of one location for a year for seven hundred bucks, which is really cheap. Their materials are professional. They have the booklets. Um, I think they have apparel, they have posters, they have the whole, it's, it's literally the whole thing in a box. Um, but they want you to commit to it. They want to see that you have a team. And the whole purpose is one purpose each meeting will facilitate the study. It's, it's short and it's video-based. The others are kind of there to not, not observe, but to be of more help. You know what I mean? If somebody needs further, um, if they need a talk out in the hallway or whatever. Um, It it hits on some deep things, but it's not designed to go deep. It's designed to start pulling the the layers back. And so by the time you get through the 12 weeks, it's it's, it's like a recovery program. That's what Denny Chaps is doing. He's He's called it supporting fire, supporting arms. And mm-hmm. it's geared towards PTSD veterans. Yeah. So, so this is not specifically geared, but I think that's the beauty of it because a lot of times if you put something on and say, we're, we're going to talk about PTSD. Well, he doesn't well, say it consi- like yeah. that, but he said... Well, yeah. I was saying I think more people will show up because some don't want to admit or, you know, that's not an issue with me yet. No, because the insurance guys and now you know, the police are looking for any excuse on veterans to take away their firearms with PTSD. Yeah. But it doesn't get yeah. clinical. It no, doesn't this, right. it doesn't overreach what you're capable of doing. Right. No, right. it is. He, is it more he, like a support group? I'm like, I'm familiar with grief share. That's Bible study, but it, it targets Similar. a group that it's more of a support group, I think. This to, is, for ours, it yeah. was, it's a support group, biblically-based support group, yeah. using what they're, they're going through from the military, and some of it isn't even like um, PTSD. It's transitioning from active yeah. to reserve or active to civilian. If, if you go on uh, Reboot, just Google Reboot, Re- Reboot Recovery, yeah. um, they'll send you like um, a first chapter or something. But if you look at the table of contents, the topics are a range of topics. And just to be honest, they would be applicable to anybody. But it's the setting, having the right people there, kind of package that really 
seals the deal. But it targets military. Yeah. So they got like two divisions. One's for military, and then one's for first responders, um, police, fire, medic types. What did we not cover, or what's something that's important to you that maybe we should be thinking about? I transitioned from medical uh, experience to my church supporting that, and my overall umbrella is acting as a chaplain to my congregation, but an individual mission is that, I, that I've, I've developed because I've gone through it is to seek out personnel that I think qualify for HR registry yeah. and, and, and prompt them to go through it because I've been through it and I know how you find a pathway to get yeah. to a resolution there. Uh, That's great. And it's, it's, a, it's more of a one-on-one but then you, you build a bond there also. Uh, you mentioned PSD. Um, I just got one of my lifers who, having graduated out of reserves, uh, finally got all his medical records. He told me the other day he's 70% compensated for PTSD. Wow. I'm 72. Yeah. Hard. yeah. Those that I come in contact with for ministering. Yeah. Spiritual support in, in medical situations, right? Um, right. Because I, I can quickly surmise what what's going on with them and, mm-hmm. and start asking questions uh, about. Yeah. Okay, you have this. Did you boots on the ground? Then you need to go see your VAO. See, I love that. I mean, I can't think of any better thing to do to help a, a group of people um, get the answers, get the help that they need. And, and who's giving it to them? Somebody who knows Jesus. When you were talking about elderly, one of the things that uh, a different church was talking about is adopting an, uh, a senior. And maybe it could be geared toward a, a senior spouse that is a veteran or whatever. Maybe that's something your church might consider. So. My wife's involved. Uh, she's a, she goes to Malaysia missionaries six or eight weeks during Christmas every year, but she worked with the us kids that serve ministry, and that worked. That's a good one we do with, uh, yeah. in the town, and it was large. It's gotten smaller, but I think it's growing back, and it helped. It reaches to militaries, deployed military spouses and their children. Yeah. And they tra- used to do it in the mall, actually. Yeah. Every year they would put together a big ministry one time a year. And, it, and that works. Uh, now they're doing it at the Baptist Center. I think they did it last time at the Baptist Center. But that yeah. touches um, the young married more than anybody else, which that's the mm-hmm. big damage that's done when the deployment takes place in Jacksonville. The town pretty much is vacant. Yeah. Uh, Marines a lot of times, other than the young military spouse or young children, and unfortunately, I don't think that we're good in that area of supporting the military. It would be great if we had somebody like, yeah. well, Maysville, I've been on the team with your pastor. Yeah. Uh, you got some churches that really do a great job, but I don't know if maybe reaching out to the smaller churches, hey, would you like to get involved in this? I think the smaller churches sometimes stand up, we can't do that, we're not big enough. And then the big churches will come in and say, hey, would you like no, to No, but we us? can always use the help. Yeah. So, in, in closing, keep this in mind. 
But in this room, who, who do we have? Um, we represent, we, we are military and veterans. Military and veterans are the ones who are going to help each other. We're the ones that are going to win each other. So don't get burdened uh, or, or, or down. Uh, if, if your church, your community is not rallying like you think they should, just keep being that, um, <clears throat> keep being that salt, that light for this group of people. They're a special group to me. And, um, <clears throat> you know, God is, uh, he, he took me from what I thought church planting and church pastorate to um, this community. So um, not everybody does it. Not everybody has um, the experience and the relationships that we have. So I feel like that, that God has given us the opportunity to reach out and be a blessing. So could we close in prayer uh, for each other, for our families, and uh, for those that are um, still serving? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for these uh, men and women here. I think, pray your blessings, um, Lord, upon them and give them strength and courage as they um, uh, identify um, opportunities in their midst. Um, I pray that you would bring the gospel to, to our military and veterans, Lord, and, and in a new and fresh way, that maybe they would be the ones to come in as missionaries not just in our churches, but around the world, and spread the good news of Jesus. <clears throat> thank you for allowing us to serve you and to be a part of your work. Again, we just thank you for what's going on here. I pray that we would um, all follow you first. In Jesus' name, amen.